Welcome to the Bamfcast. Bamfcast <laughs> episode forty nine. <laughs> we are rocking out here already. Yeah. All right. Hey, what's going on? So now that guy's out of the way. How's everybody doing? Good. Great. How are you? Doing terrific. Rocking out. Fancy. Yeah. Fancy. Well, I'm totally Har- rocking out. I'm Harlow. I'm Mackie, and I'm the Beach. And this week we're going to be talking about rock and roll nightmare. Oh yeah. And before we get too deep into that, and our rocking rocking topic there. Uh, what we do each and every episode is we, we watch a shitty movie and then we come, rock in, and roll! come in here and rock and roll and talk about it. And rate said shitty movie, um, one to five jocks for the good, enjoyable, bad kind of movie. The movies that rock! Yes. And if they, uh, if they're totally square, then they get a one to five bags. After Twilight. After Twilight, there's some douchebags. Mm-hmm. So, it's always a mystery where a movie may go... But this week, Rock and Roll Nightmare, a 1987 movie starring, we're going to say John Micklethor, because we're not sure if it's Michael. It could be one of those, like, you know. M-I-K-L. Yeah, it could be one of those funky, like, hey, we're 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 doing a rock and roll spelling of our name, but we're going to go with Mickle, because I think his real name is, like, Mickey or something. Like His real name's, like, John Mickey. Ted Accountant. Yeah, Ted Accountant. <laughs> yeah. He's like, nah, John Micklethor sounds right, manly. Right, right. So, quick plot synopsis, because that's what we usually do. When metal band the Tritons puts on their first show at the farmhouse they've settled into, strange beasts begin to crawl out of the woodwork. Not surprising since the family that lived there last disappeared. Bodybuilder rocker John Thor stars as the lead singer of this 1980s metal horror classic directed by John Fasano. All right, so before we get going, let's just um, get a little public service announcement out of the way. Kind of a spoiler warning. Usually, you know, obviously every episode we go into spoilers pretty heavy duty. Right. But with this one, if you have any interest in seeing this movie, this is the first there's one that has some a, stuff yeah. that like we genuinely don't want to spoil. Yeah. This has a but, pretty big twist. Yeah. Whereas most of them are just like minor facts. Yeah. But we will say this. This movie's fucking atrocious. Yes. That's that's another spoiler warning. Yeah. I I don't think anyone will be in Jock's territory this time. I don't believe so. But As if you needed us to tell you that something by a guy named John Michael Thor. Yeah. Michael <clears throat> Michael. Yeah. But on the same token, we know that a lot of you just simply love crap. There's another way to put it. Yeah. We tend to love crap a lot of the time. Hey, I gave, this was not, I gave Jocks to Southland yeah, Tales. Yeah, so. this was not our brand of crap, but um, for those who it is do crap. have... It is crap. Yeah, <laughs> but for those who have any sort of interest, we don't want to ruin it for you. Right. Let's put it that way. Exactly. So, we'll get to it eventually, but we will give you ample yes. warning to shut it off if you really feel the need. Right. So, yeah. with that said... We'll give you we'll give you a warning in an approximate time that we're going to ramble about mm-hmm. said thing. Yeah. So. Right. So let's get into this. Where do we begin? Wow. How about at the beginning? So yeah, it starts in a very promising way because we're we're all big fans of the late title card, and this is one of those. I don't like the DVD has a dive right in. It has a DVD introduction by John Michael or John Michael Thor mm-hmm. now ish, where he is turned Samson and cut off his. His long dreads and now has a... Uh, he looks Metallica. He, he basically yeah. pulled Metallica. He cut off his hair and now he has a goatee. So he semi-enthusiastically tells you, welcome to the DVD release of Rock and Roll Nightmare. 
and then it cuts you in with no studio, you know, logos or anything. Nothing, just, just, just establishing boom. shot of a farm. Right. And uh, uh, mother's downstairs cooking, dad's shaving with an electric razor, and uh, little Timmy's upstairs. A little too long with the electric razor. Yeah. Little Timmy's upstairs reading a magazine or something. Mm-hmm. So, you know, mom goes up, checks on the kid, comes back down, is, is cooking, and, you know, tries to rally the troops together for dinner, and uh, things like, I, th- I think the fridge, like, lights up a la Ghostbusters or something. It's weird. It sort of opens I, up. Anyway, like, mom gets sucked in and eaten by demons into the stove or something, whatever the hell they're doing this whole time. Mm-hmm. And that, you know, she starts screaming, so dad goes running downstairs and opens up the... <laughs> The oven and the air, she's all burnt to a crisp. Yeah. Did you mention that she opened up the fridge and a red light poured out, which yeah, trans. Yeah, I, th- I thought I she know, was. I don't know what. I the thought fuck she was still did, kind of cooking, and she did. You know, she heard like the, you know, or something. She mm-hmm. opened up the fridge like yeah. out of out of nowhere, right? And this red light pours out of the fridge, and she screams. Yeah, yeah. And then Papa shaves too long, comes down, and uh, like the oven starts to rattle, and it he pulls open the oven, right. and this reddish plasticky rubbery skeleton comes out and goes and then the kid for far too long <laughs> yeah <laughs> and then, and then little some... timmy, timmy magazine timmy Is magazine mommy yeah. mommy and then screams yeah. and then we get our title card and all, all in black and the title card is also with the alternate title Edge Edge of Hell, the Edge, the edge, of, edge hell. of Hell, the Edge of Hell. So apparently, Which, every, Rock and Roll Nightmare is so much better. Yes, I don't know what I don't know what the title card is, why it's called that, or, you know, where mm-hmm. it's called that, or why it's on this DVD that clearly says Rock and Roll Nightmare and has an introduction saying Rock and Roll Nightmare, but whatever. Yeah. So so it's this is this is a completely all black <laughs> credit sequence. Problem right there in that after the credit sequence is over is the longest fucking establishing shot i have ever seen in any movie period yeah it is it is john in the van which you don't even really realize that he's got anybody else in the van because it only shows him in the van mm-hmm. in this van driving well you kind of can't even see in it like you driving, can kind of see somebody driving but you can't see him or anything like that and, and i guess driving, yeah they yeah and driving and it's and it's a the camera's just sitting on a tripod and right. he's like a mile away yeah and, and they finally show him driving by, and he's been driving at about 20 miles an hour. Yeah. There's a few shots from inside the van, and there's it starts off with a rockin' crotch rock style song, and then he switches it over. It's like craft work. Yeah. <laughs> it comes on after yeah, that. And, it's this weird... It, I, all I heard was something like high water jeans or something like that. It was just like one of those like sample heavy like craft work songs, like you said. Yeah. And it's like... And yeah, it just goes and plays the whole goddamn song. I mean, first it played half of the other song, and then that song. So, I mean, it's literally like seven, eight minutes of him driving in this van. They just really wanted to show. Yeah. That they're going out in the middle of nowhere, apparently. Yeah. So, I guess that's what they were trying to establish, is that, you know, much like Evil Dead, they're going to this remote, remote, remote place, this farm. Mm-hmm. But then the funny thing is, is like every time they show exterior shots of the farm, which is a plenty, there are always cars going by in the background. There's always a set of headlights, like, going down the road. So, it's like... You've now, because you didn't wait and get a shot with no cars in it, you've now broken the illusion that they're in any kind of a remote <laughs> area. Yeah. Well, I think they. I think it was supposed to be not necessarily like far, far away from everything, just far, far away from town. Wherever they went. Yeah. Know, I, 
like not near Vancouver. Sure. You know. Yes, this this does play, take place in Canada. Um A. A. And we don't we don't know why other than that's where they filmed, but it's very weird the van. Our theory on the van is uh, BJ and I were talking about this that we think that they went and found somebody in town and then they let them borrow the van for the movie to shoot. Mhm. Because well, it's it's also very weird because the very front of the van has an Ontario uh, license plate, and then right below it is USA number one, like vanity plate. Yeah. Wait, was that was that um, like a Bigfoot plate? Was it? Oh, I don't know. The USA one vanity plate. I, I don't know. But uh, then what? What is it? What's the, the what's the van? Yeah, the Ducker the, on the front and the back. Of the yeah, van. that's the that's the vanity part of the of the of the actual yeah. license plate. So and that means nothing. I mean, this is not the guy's name. This is not anybody establishes name. So I, my theory is that they just borrowed this van, shot these shots, because very soon after arriving, you know, him and the band and the the girls and and the manager were all in this van. It's it's what about eight people were mm-hmm. all in this van? Yeah, plenty. Um, like two seconds later, the van disappears for no reason. And it's, it's a and it's Chevrolet gone. plate, by the way. The okay. USA one is a Chevy thing, okay. apparently. So, so the van goes away. You know, they talk about it a couple of times. Like, well, where's the van? The van was supposed to be here, but it's just gone at this point, and mm-hmm. and it never shows up again. Yeah. So, one by one, a la Evil Dead, these people are picked off and not necessarily killed, but more sort of, sort of killed, but sort of turned. I yeah, haven't really they, figured this out. Like they're they're it, sort of turned into demons, I guess. Yeah, it kind of doesn't make much sense. Yeah. I mean, it. We're we're never really sure if they're turned or if like the demon could just take human form and impersonate some of the people who have been killed off. Yeah, and it's real inconsistent about yeah. it. I think it. I think it eats them and then takes their form to fool people. Sure. Yeah, because it it takes a chomp out a dorky uh, manager guy right at first, after appearing to be hot uh, girlfriend. Yeah, wet blanket girlfriend. Yeah, of the of the pseudo British drummer. Yeah, who loses his accent as yeah. soon as he... I, I think the demon just can't do the accent. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> the He's just no good. no good at it. He's yeah. no good at the bad This accent. is where this is going to completely fall apart, us trying to talk about it, because it's a, We're fucking, not sure what it's a fucking train wreck of a movie. I mean, it's... Yeah. Well, let's... Like, it's basically they wanted to make Evil Dead, except with a rock band, as yeah. all the people that went to this place in the middle of nowhere. Which is, in and of itself, an issue to make a horror movie about a band because one of the things about a a horror movie where people are in trouble and they slowly disappear and everybody starts freaking out is they have to disappear, but yeah, they wanted to keep showing the band. Yeah. Playing (laughs) music. It's like, everyone's very connected in this, you know, in, in an established way that it's hard to, pull off this kind of premise. Well, and the fact that nobody ever really realizes when somebody else has been, you know, killed or right or possessed or whatever the hell happens to him. Yeah. Until it's yeah, too late. Yeah, t- yeah. Like the manager, Ducky, you know, like disappears like really fucking early in the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, that's not his name, but that's what I it know. looks like. Yeah, yeah. It's a good call. Um, but he, he disappears like really early in the movie and then it's like, He's just gone for a while, but then sort of shows back up later, sans glasses and acting all totally different. And this is because, and this is jumping around in the in the plot, but this is just how little sense it makes. At some point, 
apparently the Tritons, the, the band in this, are, are really big in the fictional sense. And these four like high school, or they're supposed to be high school girls, show up. Looks like one of them's like way older sister was driving them, mm-hmm. but um, they show up and they're like, "Oh my god, I heard that the Tritons are here in town and they're staying at this farm and yada yada yada." And mm-hmm. so they they go and knock on the door and, and and weird demon manager guy shows up and and a very weird and strange and awkward scene is like, "You must be the groupies and." Show me your tits or your bazongas or whatever the hell he says. Bazooms. Bazooms. I wrote bazooms. that one yeah. down. Who's used bazooms ever? I I don't know. But yeah, it's just it's know. it's weird and awkward. And it's like they show up and the, and it's like okay, here's here's some sort of fodder. You know, like they can get intermixed and nobody's going to miss them. But no, no, no. They that's show up. the only scene. Yeah, that's the only in. scene they're in. He's like, uh, they're all like, we and we gotta go. And he's like, why don't you come into the basement and. Then they all disappear. Go to the again, basement, and then they all disappear for the rest of the movie. Yeah, and that yeah, that's the, the manager like, guy. The manager they, never shows yeah. back up. The girls never show back up. Right. Nobody ever acknowledges anything. And the it, only the only other guy like that is the um, I guess he's the groundskeeper of this farm. Um, Carl. Stan, Carl. That's it. Thank you. Yeah, Carl, who has this awkward trying to tell you the history of the place, and and, mm-hmm. and the manager guy doesn't care. Doesn't care, and just wants the keys and. It, of course, goes on like everything else goes on far too long. Mm-hmm. And then so, he yeah. seems to know what's going on, but doesn't care that they're all going to die. Sure. I don't know. Yeah, it's, it's just it is a train wreck of a movie. It is. It should be called Establishing Shot the Movie. Yeah, because this, this movie had more establishing shots and they were longer than any other movie I've yeah. ever seen combined. It, it It's insane. It really is. I mean, yeah. long shots of the moon, long shots of the farm way long shots of them driving yeah and yet they have all these long shots but when people actually get attacked or whatever yeah there's no tension whatsoever no and that's the other thing is like they usually fail to react in any reasonably sane amount of time either the one good shot where they got attacked was when um uh guitar player and his wife got attacked oh yeah because they come downstairs and they're like he's getting ready to do the dishes with her mm-hmm. and uh what she says help me dry off which is not something you want to hear from n- any woman right see yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. um anyway so he <laughs> i'm gonna leave that one yeah what did he do he heard a noise or something and he went to look or, like around the corner and well no he was just going around the corner to get a towel or something uh, that's right he was going to get a towel and he looks in i guess what what could be considered the pantry sure and it, it cuts back to her watch, you know, at the sink, and you can see him looking in the pantry, and all of a sudden, an arm comes out and just yoinks him back, Yoink, yeah. <laughs> just snatched him into the into the area. Yeah, and I uh, think that was our one genuine like laugh slash hey, that was pretty good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's that's it's probably the best shot. That's the, the one it gets. And then Seriously. she got yoinked about three seconds later, yeah. which was pretty good. Yeah. Other than that, so there, <laughs> so there's extremely shitty makeup and and costumes and i i mean this is like this isn't even b movie this is like this is like we've said before this is like z movie this is yeah and so low budget for a hundred grand in seven days you get what you get is that what we got yeah okay apparently you get a lot of nudity yeah well (laughs) in canada it doesn't cost much to get chicks naked right apparently it was actually supposed to be 10 days but uh, one of the producers had to shorten production due to a death in the family Uh oh okay but it yeah. truly was a rock and roll nightmare for him. This was. There's a solid 20 minutes of just sex scenes. Yeah. At least. That are just 
not good. Yeah, like take your Skinamax and make it worse. And I make mean, it, it's like if somebody made a make home it trashier movie. and yeah, yeah. Because like you know, Skinamax movies production value is way higher than this. Sure, yeah, yeah, I'll give it that. And yeah. they at least know how to film softcore sex right, scenes. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, things like soft lighting, things that aren't right. like. Wow, this not this, like harsh, this is extremely uncomfortable. Yeah, not giant halogen lights in the shower. Yeah, and that shower was actually one of the worst showers ever. It had four streams of water that yeah. came out of the shower head. They didn't even get wet. No, not really. Yeah. Maybe she did. Hey, uh, hey, uh, uh, probably not. <laughs> so yeah, no, it was Thor with and, it. And, so and, and, Thor and the thing wet. is, is like it, it occurs all in like all in all together. Like I mean. It's one right after another. Everybody has sex at the same time in Thor's Pretty world. Pretty much, yeah. It's yeah. it's just like these people go over here, these people go over here, and yeah, it's just bizarre. <laughs> one of them does does yield the the uh, the drummer guy after he's been possessed. Mm-hmm. Um, he's like, "Oh, well, let's go down by the by the by the lake. Right. We got a new place." And she's like, "Okay, uh, yeah, whatever." And they get there, and you know, he's like, "All right, let's just." Do it here on the dirt and stuff. And she's like, well, if you're as good as you were last night, why not? You know? And then so she's, she's just gets buck right there. <laughs> just like three seconds. Poof. Yeah. And he's like unbuttoning his shirt and he's like, all right, I'm ready. And then this creepy hand like pops out of his chest, like this demon hand. And she just stands there going, oh, oh, and then starts screaming. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. As the hand just reaches out and grabs her tit. <laughs> yeah. And then it, like and no then it cuts back to the house you and dirty, you hear her screaming. You dirty, dirty puppeteer. Yeah. yeah. It's just. And then the other people that are in the middle of having sex are like, hey, did, who does that? Does that sound like. Is that screaming? Yeah. Laura? Yeah. And then they're just like, oh, well, guess she's really enjoying it. Yeah. Well, this is. And she's this, like giving blood curdling screams. Right, it's right. not like there's any. It's no, like there's not no much mistake. you can mistake that for. Well, this is after like the night before, like. You know, was it Stig? Was the yes? Was yes. the drummer? Was the the faux British drummer dude? Yes, which we got to say, like, tame racing driver Stig. Yeah, like everyone <laughs> he was a mystery. Who if, he, if you listen to our Spice Girls episode, you heard my British accent. Right, all of his us is worse. All of us do a better British accent than this guy. Like you know, Lord Anthony William McDonald, you will be offended by this guy's accent. <laughs> when you we thought are, even you, more so. You thought we you were, were offended, offended by us. Yeah, we were offended by how bad this guy. We was. We were offended for you. Yeah. So. All over the place. All right, you so, couldn't even peg down like a... Yeah, no. A, yeah, not even a country. No, no. No. No, I mean, like, I've, I've heard if you're, you know, actually British, how uh, offensive it is to hear um, the character Spike from Buffy. Mm-hmm. It's like that. Mm. You know, only, I'm sure he probably does a better one, too. But anyway, it's like, so the the chick that gets naked the most, the, the wet blanket, like, she hates everything girlfriend... But yeah, she's just, she's just, everything is like, this sucks. Why are we here? This sucks. I hate you. This, you know, mm-hmm. and just the whole movie. And so before, before the lake scene, you know, they're, you know, they're having their first sex scene and, you know, he rolls off and he's like, oh, that was good for you, baby. So, you know, something like that. Oh, that was oh, good. And he was wearing his sunglasses the whole time. Right. And then, of you course. know, and she's just like, you know, filing she's, her she's nails. Re- reading a book. Yeah. She's like sitting there filing her nails or whatever. And. He walks away and then gets you know attacked by the demons and comes back. And I, the only reason I bring this up is because of the scene. They do the similar thing where you know apparently because he gets possessed by the demon, he becomes you know a sexual tyrannosaurus and you know goes at her. And it's so funny because they cut to the um, 
you know, the same couple that hears her screaming down by the lake. And she's like screaming slash going, oh my God, you're so great. You're wonderful. It's, <laughs> it's just mm-hmm. really funny and very like awkward. Like, yeah, I guess maybe she's enjoying that. Yeah. But anyway, so that, that kind of, that kind of starts the like 20 minute sex montage that this movie contains in the middle, if not more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, but it's pretty much like people getting picked off one by one, but it doesn't matter at all. Yeah, and then there's the little kid running around yeah, who turns kid, into a demon. The, yeah, the little and, kid from the beginning um, shows back up. Um, it was a little bit creepy, but too terrible special. I mean, yeah, generally, but, demon-like little kids are creepy. Period. I mean, I don't care how cheap your special effects are. That's just that's a cheap, that's a cheap thrill or you mm-hmm. know, creepiness factor. But one thing we need to mention, okay. is the soundtrack throughout. Yes, because I mean, there's the cock rock songs All that, right. that oh, are like okay. the most generic. 1987 cock rock yes you could possibly hear and right. it's like when they are playing it they're not even like mimicking it well not not really like well, his no. lip syncing is not even close the drummer is just like the cymbals never move at any point while he swing unless he inadvertently actually hits them by accident <laughs> right. you know the bassist is just kind of like moving his hands over the you know he's not really plucking at any strings or you know slapping them or doing anything so yeah that's terrible but it's really weird because that's the only time you have like the cock rock songs other than like the completely inappropriate ones during the sex scenes. Right. Right. Otherwise it's like weird synthesizer, like random oh. notes. Oh. Yeah. And then of course the Enya, oh. <laughs> which is like the, it's I the, guess it's the, the tension building music. It's the chorus voice on your Casio keyboard. Mm-hmm. Yeah, pretty much. You know? Well, the kid that shows up when he shows back up, um, all of a sudden they go into this the again from a keyboard. Yeah. This whimsical pan, pan flute. flute thing off of a Casio keyboard. Zamfir and Inya yeah. team up to destroy. Yeah, it's it's disturbing and 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 quite atrocious. Yeah, it but <sighs> god, it's it's like it's one of the worst soundtracks ever cuz I mean it's just it overpowers the dialogue yes, even. Yes, yeah. Very, and it's very not even mixed. like it's it's not even like it's well made. You know, like the, like some of the music just like honestly, there's a certain point where it just sounds like random notes, like yeah. they're just smacking around on the keyboard, yeah. like no sense of progression. Oh yeah, you're, or oh, you're talking about the non cock, you know, the non cock crotch rock, yeah. cock rock, whatever it is. Yeah, like the actual soundtrack to the yeah, film yeah. is just like what the fuck, guys. I mean, right. it, you know what? Just just give heavy metal music in the background for the whole thing. Sure, it would have worked better. Yeah. So, yeah. but the 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 thing the thing is is like other than. Thor, who's this out of sort of out of place, like you know, six foot six, muscular, you know, mullet, you know, beheaded man. Mm-hmm. Everything, everybody else, is, like doesn't scream heavy metal at all. There's like no, no they're like all Mister Mister. They yeah. look more like they should be in right. And then they have they have the um the the girl keyboardist who sadly looks like Sandra Bernhardt's like younger yeah. sister. <laughs> Um, and this is not a good thing. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. So yeah, it's just weird. They, they try to, I mean, there's all these like supposed little side stories that don't mean a whole lot other than like, I guess just to get two more people to have sex, mm-hmm. you know, because like, I, I guess is, is it the bass player, or the guitar player? It doesn't really matter that they look exactly the same, Yeah, you know, and her and her are not an official item until they get to this cabin. And then, they, yeah. yeah, bass player. Was it the bass player? Bass no, player. it was the guitarist. It was yeah. The it bass was. player was one that was married. Right. Oh, that's because right. That's bass player was married. When they both right. disappeared, gotcha. yeah. yeah, Thor goes, I can pick up the bass. Let's rock. Yeah, yeah the Steiner bass. Yeah. So yeah, it, it's just everyone else 
other than Thor means jack shit. They're boring. They're uninteresting. They're generic yeah. as hell. Yeah. But. I mean, and this, I mean, this Duck, is, Ducky was the only one that was like semi kind of like. Had some kind of personality. Yeah, stood out in any kind of way, shape or form. And they get rid of him in the first five minutes. Yeah. 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 But. And I guess this is the point I'm sorry, where. I'm sorry. The second five minutes after the van yeah. sequence. <laughs> after the van. <laughs> yeah. But. Um, I guess this is the point. If you're actually planning on seeing this. Yes. To see what redeems the movie a little bit, a little bit, yeah. and makes it just not like complete five bag territory. Yeah, I'm, I could save you a lot of time because we've basically just told you how much of a train wreck the rest of this movie is. The part we're about to talk about, the last seven or eight minutes or so, yeah. all, is all on YouTube. Really, the whole sequence is on YouTube. If you search for "Rock and Roll Nightmare," you will find this entire sequence. Okay, and you can save yourself eighty, yeah. you know, eighty-one but minutes or so. Either way, spoiler territory. Yes. This is it. If you really have the desire to see this, shut this off now. Go see it and skip to the, whatever the yeah the second the half break and, is. Yeah, <laughs> you might as well just go right to the break because we're gonna yeah. talk about this probably until we rate it. Mm-hmm. Which I'm telling you right now is gonna be low. Yeah. So anyway, so the twist. What the <sighs> twist? Yes. Here it the comes. reason that they're all boring and bullshitty is because they're shadows created by Thor's mind. To, to lure fool out the devil, to lure, to lure out Beelzebub, literally the devil, the devil himself, mm-hmm. who shows up in all his rubbery, his poorly puppeted, arm flailing rage. Yes. So he reveals this as he's sitting down all by himself. He's writing, busy writing his ballad, writing the ballad "Edge of She's Hell." She's dead. Don't you care, Thor? Yeah. And he goes, oh, I know. No, he said, because he keeps not. calling him Bub. Yeah, he keeps calling him Bub, like Wolverine or something. Yeah. Well, it's but, short uh, for Beelzebub. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. right. Duh. <laughs> well, he dropped a Bub at some other point in the movie earlier, too. So yeah. I just thought it was Whatever. a thing. But um, you, they established this in a part where the devil's having this conversation. And he's like, I don't even want to kill you. It's not important to kill people who don't even know your name or what you are. And he's like, oh, I do know you. And he spouts off how much he knows. Yeah, about being he drops some knowledge angel. on yeah. the devil. Yeah, he drops some knowledge on him and talks some shit. He schools him. Yeah. yeah, and then he basically says he's like a what did he say an interceder or something like sure. that. Sure, whatever he the name of the sequel the intercessor. is, the intercessor. Intercessor. Yeah, and and basically implies that he's like some kind of angel, and then proceeds to suddenly appear in a rhinestone studded <laughs> speedo. Yeah, with a yeah. cape, a cod piece, if you will. Yeah, kind of like, like a cod piece boots, and it, like he he looks like the world's gayest wrestler. Sure, kind of. Sure, sure. And he's got the cape on, and and you know the dude's a bodybuilder, and he wants to show it off. So yeah, he's flexing a lot. Yeah, so he flexes for like a solid thirty <laughs> seconds. Mm-hmm. This is all contained within the clip that you can watch. Yeah, and then starts what I have to say is the single worst fight scene I have ever witnessed. I, I, I like. I'm trying to think of ones that are worse. Yeah. Like uh, on sheer, just like execution, it's so fucking terrible, and yet I love it because it has gone so far into the terrible realm. Yeah. And it's like, and and also at that point, it's like they have to know that they're just making fun of themselves now. I, I guess. Like, yeah. like that's the only thing that kind of redeemed it for me because it's like it, they can't possibly think that this is working on any level whatsoever. Right, right. Because the problem is they're like, he get, he starts like, it looks like foam starfish. Yeah. 
green starfish with eyes get thrown at him, and he's slowly th- peeling them I off. I think of that his... was supposed to be the cock puppets. Like they transformed. No, no, because they had different. No, they had eyes. Yeah, <laughs> but they had. They were different colors. Yeah, yeah. Well, they were. But the cock puppets, which we hadn't mentioned until now. No, no, we will now. Um, but they're cock puppets. Like, but yeah. I don't think that was actually supposed to be their their purpose. I don't think that's but what they that's were supposed what they to be. Look, that's what they look like. The little purplish, bluish Play-Doh starfish were not yeah. the same as the cock puppets. Okay, well, the cock puppets are these fleshy colored, one-eyed little monsters that uh, periodically appear throughout the movie. Um, I think we get a, a good bit of their um, their POV cam as they're ripping off Evil mm-hmm. Dead. Yeah, th- that's the biggest Evil Dead ripoff. Yeah, but that's that they're actually doing the shaky cam. Um, and when they do show up, you're not quite sure what they are because like right. they show up at like the first time one of them shows up, it kind of like throws up into Ducky's glass of beer or something. Right. Or, right. And then just, <sighs> yeah, it, they, they, they make no sense and they never and they're just bother kinda, to explain them. That's, that's yeah, the thing about them. Is, and they're just kind of hanging out by the devil. Yeah. And then they like show up like they're gremlins, like they're supposed to have different personalities that were never previously established. Like no. one's sitting there smoking, one's got like spiky hair, one's got like a, a mohawk, and mm-hmm. I think one 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 was wielding a knife of all goddamn things. It's like Yeah, one had yeah. a pocket knife. Yeah, one had a pocket knife. It's just like that is never ever even remotely explained. But we're talking more about the ending ending. This is still part of the ending, but Yeah. So so they just they have the world's worst wrestling match, probably yeah. because he's wrestling with a puppet that he is trying even, not to break. Yeah, and it's not even a, like attached. It's not even a rubber suit. It's like literally just this is like the like the octopus thing in Ed Wood. You know, I mean, it's literally like oh, we forgot the motor. You know, just just wiggle it around, mm-hmm. and that's what this is. You know, yeah, it's he's doing the feats of strength thing, like you know, grappled onto him and. And ah, face and shaking it, but all you know, it's just all him holding the puppet up himself and shaking, and it's terrible. I mean, yeah, it's, it's terrible, but it's. I see. I don't know. Like watching those scenes on YouTube mm-hmm. might not work nearly as well because you haven't suffered through the previous eighty minutes right. to get there of, of nothing, nothing happening yeah. really. I mean, for all intents and purposes, yeah. But I, I don't know. It's just it's so amazingly insane. Yeah. That I, I to know. me, it, it works it, like it earns it. Basically it bumps it up one notch. Yeah. I, I and was, that's all it does. I was is with it bumps you it up one notch. Like when up until the point, like he makes contact with the devil. That was funny for about 30 seconds. Yeah. But that's the problem. That fight lasts for like four minutes. Yeah. And then it was like, okay, here we go. This is just, this was funny at first and now it's painful again <laughs> and it won't end. And it won't end. But, yeah, so this to me is like they had this, like we want to make the Avenging Rock Warrior movie, like a la like a, a you know a Franzetta cover album cover thing, but they had a hundred thousand dollars to do it. Mm-hmm. You know, to me that would be fucking awesome. I I would like to see a you know a hundred million dollar <laughs> fucking crazy ass like. You know, someone becomes a rock awesome Conan like dude fighting the devil. I mean, you know, this is a great premise, but you know, even a, even a million dollars or something, you know, like some CG budget today, mm-hmm. anything. But yeah, like this is this is like great premise with no talent or money to back it up at yeah. all. I want this film remade by Sam Raimi. Sure, I'm good with that. Might as well, you know. Yeah, he'd obviously if you're going to spend a movie parts. ripping off someone, yeah, right as well. Yeah, I mean. Yeah, it's completely incompetent and uh, 
utterly not fun to watch. I mean, this yeah. is one of the worst worst directed movies I've ever seen. Although you'll have a ton of fun going, oh, 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 with the Enya attacks. Yeah. I mean. Going like this. Yeah. All the time. And, and but as that one thing start as the whole final battle starts, I was just laughing my ass off. Yeah, it starts off hilarious because you're like, "What the fuck kind of twist is this?" Yeah, because it, it's just like, "Yeah, we've wasted your time for an hour and well, that, fifteen minutes." Yeah, that and it's like you know the whole time he's just kind of been like this not paying attention dude. You know, like he's not really into anything. He's like kind of the cheerleader, like and he just on, wants guys. to write his music. We just wanna, I just want to write my music. We got to practice, and we're here to do work. And you're just like, shut up, Thor, you know, yeah. you know, if this were interesting, you know, people are fucking, but it's not interesting. But then it's like when he does that, like, switch to serious mode, yeah. you know, thing, it's, it's funny and it should be funnier, I think, but. Yeah. He just looks like the is. ultimate warrior attacking the devil. Right. Attacking a poor rubber representation yeah. <laughs> of what could <laughs> be devil. construed as the devil. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Let's just rate this. And yeah, move let's on. rate it. And we move have, on. We have other things to talk about. <laughs> yeah. So if you stayed for the spoilers, just go on YouTube to see those last scenes. Right. That's all we can say. Pretty much. Yeah. And I also don't. I mean, know you're why. not really missing. Much. I don't know why this was on any kind of people's list of bad movies to watch. It's well, it is pretty terrible. It is. I mean, I if think. You just but it's see. hard to. It's, I think the redeeming quality of it, if and that's redeeming, is probably the wrong word to say, but it's. That the that ending comes so far out of left maybe, field. Maybe. Oh like, yeah. I like even looking at the box art. <laughs> what? Looking at the box art, I ju- I was just I that never like anything like that would even occur to me that this is what's about to happen right, at the end. Right, exactly. I personally thought that it was going to like defeat like, him rock, with the power. Yeah, of rock, rock, and that's the thing. The he should have defeated him with the power of rock. And even if it even if it was all you know his illusion to draw out the devil, he still should have defeated him with rock and roll. This is true. Should have listened to a little more Charlie band. Daniels and you know kind of thing. The real band should have shown up then, and they should and have defeated the devil with maybe. Rock and maybe roll. there's just a lot of fans of Canadian Tadas. I don't know. Could be. That's know. the only thing I can think of. They weren't. I mean, they were. They were okay. There, yeah. yeah. They were, I mean, they weren't. Uh, you know, they weren't gross. No, no which is good, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. It's good that they weren't gross. Yeah. Doesn't anyway, make them better. Four but. bags. Ooh, mm, that's harsh. Damn, yeah. that is harsh. Four bags. Th- there's no hope of me ever watching this again. No. Probably not even watching the YouTube clips because that's the thing. Even when it hits the redeeming part, that part goes on for far too long and drains all the fun out of it. Yeah. So, yeah. But like I said, it bumps it up a notch from where it would have been, which is like in the basement, five bags. Yeah. So, I, it, it's four for me. I'm going to go one higher and say three. That, and that's that's as best as I can do, really. <laughs> For me, it would have only gotten, or yeah, it would have gotten only one bag, except they kept showing that one girl's face. <laughs> Sandra Bernhardt's sister. Yeah. yeah. So, in lieu of not being able to give it two and a half bags, I'm just going to give it two. Okay. It wasn't. It, it didn't put me to sleep. There were points I wanted to fall asleep, but I also like just the cover, man. I was like, this has got to get good and funny. And where's the rock? And wrong, you know, and just, yeah, I just, I was, I was somehow weirdly afraid that I was going to miss something and there was nothing to miss. Yeah. That's pretty it's a hundred thousand dollar movie that looks like it costs less. Right. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. 
I mean, think about it. Like we've, we've talked about it. I mean, El Mariachi was made for like eight grand. <laughs> mm-hmm. It doesn't take money, yeah. people. That was yeah. eight, And that was so, eight grand several years later. Yeah. But anyway. So even though we know some of you just love crap, we can't, I, we can't recommend, this, recommend yeah. this. We can't at all. To anybody. Sorry. Unless you really love crap. Yeah. If you really love but crap. But that's the thing is like, I don't, what I don't understand is then like, fine. I've seen a lot of super low budget in, independent movies and I don't understand. Maybe it's because instead of just making a, you know, let's talk about it, you know, independent style movie. If it is, is it because they had these aspirations? I mean, why is, why is this ever mentioned in like, you know, bad movies you have to see. Is it just because they had these aspirations of we're going to make a, a rock battling demon movie and it fails so horribly because I don't you, know. I've just, I've seen terrible movies and I've seen good movies with low budgets. I, I just don't understand what, why this would ever stand up on anybody's radar. Like, well, you know, I thought the fuck. same thing about night of the comet. Yeah. And there are people who were just like, maybe it's a certain age where it hits you. I don't know. Yeah, that's true. That's you true. know, but I, I, cause yeah. I don't see how Night of the Comet became any sort of right. yeah, thing that's remembered by people, but, yeah. but there are people who love it True, and you know, I'm, I'm glad they enjoy it and True. people True. that love this go for it. But yeah, I would love if to you know don't have why. the love already, chances are you're not getting it. Yeah. I, I, I would love to know other than just to laugh at the ridiculousness of it, which it's just too goddamn boring. Otherwise, I mean, yeah. there's plenty of other dumb shit to watch. Yep. Life's so. too short for movies like this. Yeah. I mean, I'd rather watch for the fucking edge of Robot Holocaust again, you know, than watch this. I mean, <laughs> oh, Robot Holocaust. Yes, yeah, that was gold compared joy. to this. Yeah, dude, Jake Gyllenhaal dies in it. How could it yeah. not be? <laughs> How could you not enjoy that? Right. So anyway, yeah, let's take a break. Let's let's, do let's that. just get away from this movie. Yup. Good plan. May we never speak of it again. Welcome back, second hey, half. Hey, Bamcast. Hopefully, with more interesting tales. Forty-nine and a half t- tales to tell you, maybe about better movies. Yeah, forty-nine and a half too. Right. Okay. This is the second second half. So we have a couple of a uh, couple of movie reviews. One quick, maybe one slightly more involved, and also mm-hmm. a topic that we're going to tackle in this half. It's an action-packed half. Yes, it is. So, um. Very quickly, I just want to point out that I forgot to point out last time that I did, in fact, see Toy Story 3, which is, like, old and dated at this point. Did you cry? Um, you know, I didn't. I, that's not... You heartless piece of crap. <laughs> no, it just... I haven't seen it. I, I just it, know a bunch of people cried, and I was like... I okay. think it came close, but... You're just a heartless bastard. It's okay to admit that. I, I, I liked it. I didn't love it. I mean, it's... I still think Toy Story 2 is far superior to it. Hmm. Um, Whatever. You just hate new things. I think that, like, the thing that bugged me, and I couldn't shake it from my head to be absorbed, like, say, you know, Up or any of the other Pixar movies that are emotional, if you will, Mm -hmm. like Monsters, Inc., is they got a little shameless with some of their, um, like, you know, homages and things like that. I mean, to the point that it was like, really? I mean... 
this is what you're going to kind of steal from. I mean, big movie. So I don't know. I don't want, I don't want to be too spoiler because the, the, the main offender is very late in the movie, but I mean, it, almost anyone is going to look at this and go, Ooh, you know, like, wow, that's like directly taken from other big movie. So hmm. anyway, it's just, yeah, I, I liked it. I didn't love it. I mean, I, I, I don't think it, I mean, I think at this point we're, I'm not, I'm not knocking it because we, we were kind of down on it based on the, the trailer and I, I liked it a whole lot better than the trailer made me think I was going to like it. Mm-hmm. I just, I still think it's going to be one of the lesser Pixar movies as time goes on. Yeah. So that's all I really have to say about it. All right. Yeah. I'll still probably get it when they do the Toy Story three pack Blu-ray thing. You know, that's which, probably what I'll do. Yeah. When I replace the ultimate toy box. Right. So DVD set. Yeah, I like I said, did did not hate it by any stretch of the imagination, but I did not, I didn't like it go crazy like this hundred percent tomato meter thing. Like everyone just seems to fall all over themselves during this mm-hmm. movie. Like I said, not bad, but except for that one dude, what was his name? Armand oh, White. Oh yeah, well that guy's just a fucking retard. <laughs> but anyway, no man, he speaks the truth. Yeah. Transformers: Rise of the Fallen. Yeah, did it much better. Yep. So we have another movie that's a little bit bigger to talk about. Mackie and I have seen it at least, and that is Inception, the big, 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 much bigger than I thought it was going to be movie to talk mm-hmm. about. Um, it's weird. I think just first, right off the bat, um, we were, I believe, on air bitching about the oversaturation of trailer. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. I believe we've commented on that. God, the still, trailer it, gives you so little of it the movie. Does. It's amazing. It really, really. It seems... <laughs> It seems like as many times and as many different versions of the trailer as I've seen that I would have seen the entire movie. Oh, God, no. And as much good stuff as I've heard about it, I still have that lingering, nagging feeling in the back of my head like, God damn it. I've seen this fucking trailer so many times. I don't even want to see the movie now. But all the reviews are coming in, and I kind of think I need to see it at this point. Yeah, Yeah. The trailer basically gives you the premise. Like, we thought it was giving away too much. Right. Not at all. No, 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 no. Much. much. I mean, I, and there's plenty of people in the movie that are not in the trailer. Right. Now, the, the weirdest thing about it is, is like, other than, I mean, it, it's it's one of those strange movies that I feel like we were hit over the head with the trailer, but yet I, it still didn't register to me that this was, this is like a Avatar sized budget movie. I mean, I didn't know that it was like a 200, you know, almost $200 million budget movie that it was so fucking crazy big mm-hmm. you know that it's just weird like I, I didn't I never picked up on it I just thought like this was like Nolan's like hey I'm gonna slap together a movie between Batmans you know like that's what it felt like you know because mm-hmm. sometimes you know in order not to get burned out on a series they'll run off and do something in between yeah. and I thought that was that I did not Which realize apparently he's been working on the script for this yeah for like I didn't realize years. this was like could be possibly his masterpiece you know I mean I mean it's like it's that seemed like that was his goal and you know whether or not he hit it i don't know mm-hmm. but i mean this was like you know i didn't know he was like aiming for the moon on this one you know kind of thing yeah um first off before we get into it i i, I find it ironically funny that the previous movie that we were hit over the head with trailers for also with leonardo dicaprio was shutter mm-hmm. island and the similarities between that and this are very sad Real, realistically speaking, I mean, what there, do you mean? There, there's a Since lot I haven't of, seen Shutter Island. There's so. a lot of parallels in theme, in that 
there's a big part of Shutter Island is like that he can't let go of his wife who's mm-hmm. dead. <laughs> and that's the central theme in Shutter Island. And it's a big theme in this one. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just kind of funny that it happens to be the same actor and it happens to be the same scenario of dear God, please stop showing me this trailer. Yeah. That, you know, that would be such a prevalent thing in this. This does it, I think far superior to Shutter Island. Like I said, Shutter Island is a competent movie. This is for the most part, a masterpiece movie. I mean, I think we're, we're going to talk a few nitpicks without getting spoilery, but, mm-hmm. but yeah, I, I, I don't have enough thumbs to give this movie up. <laughs> really? Yeah. 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 I think, I think the thing I've realized that I love so much about Nolan's movies is that every scene in them feels like he got exactly what he wanted yeah. in that scene. It feels like he never had to compromise anything that he, everything that's in there is exactly what he wanted in yeah. there. And his scripts, I mean, other than a couple things in this one, but considering using dreams, because, you know, it's, that's everyone who's seen the trailer knows it's basically they invade people's dreams and they set a set of rules and a set of logic that they say, okay, no matter what the dream is, it has to adhere to this. Right. And they stick to it 99.9% of it. Right. And there's one that that I argue is a huge plot hole that would have immediately, <laughs> yeah, yeah. you know, ended the movie basically. But for the most part, it feels like he has read this, like he wrote the script and then picked it apart and said, okay, where's the plot hole? Where's right. the plot hole here? Where's the plot hole here? And it feels like he's filled in every, just about every possible plot hole. Yeah. Before anybody, you know, before the cameras even started rolling. Yeah. I mean, there's just, there's just showpiece after showpiece in this movie. I mean, it's, it's amazing to me that things in this movie that feel like almost like throwaway shots. I mean, I know they weren't because I, I get this impression that he's just a ridiculous perfectionist about the framing and everything about his shots, Mm -hmm. things that feel like throwaway shots. I mean, be it, you know, I mean, it depends on what trailers you've seen, but there's like there's set piece after set piece where it's like they go from place to place. It's like, there's things happening in Paris. There's things happening like on this mountainy icy area. Mm -hmm. There's car sequences and this sequence and hotel sequence and, and things like that. And it's like minor things that are just almost like a throwaway shot would be fucking set pieces in another movie. I mean, this would be the things that's like in the trailer, like, holy shit. Like, you know, like, I mean, like, for example, I think it's time we can talk about it, but like in the dark night, you know, little tiny things like just imagine a movie chock full of the awesome little moments like the the flip he does with the bat cycle to do a U-turn mm-hmm. up the wall and, and back around. Just imagine shit like that. Just one right after another in this movie. I mean, it's just like you, you if you pick it apart frame by frame, you're like, holy fuck, that was awesome. Holy fuck, that was awesome. You know, and that's I just I mean, like the last half hour of that movie is just full of shit like that, where it's like, you're, you know, like my brain's almost exploding because like this is so awesome after awesome after awesome. So, <laughs> yeah, it's just, it's, it's such a good combination of part of it is a heist movie. Yeah. Part of it is like James Bond type, you know, like both the pretending to be someone else yeah. spy stuff. And then also like to just flat out action going crazy, shooting people stuff. I mean, there's, mm-hmm. you know, but it's also got a very solid, a very solid heart to it. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I mean, and it's that strange, like, you know, psychological drama type of thing where you, it's kind of a heady movie. I mean, especially for a summer fair, I think. Mm-hmm. 
like I said, it, it's it's one of those rare movies where you just don't get things like this. I mean, you, there's going to be a lot of callbacks to the Matrix inevitably when talking about this movie. Yeah. Sadly, um, they're, they're semi similarly themed about real world versus fake and where do they intertwine and where does one begin and the other end kind mm-hmm. of thing. But uh, other than the matrix and the other similarities I have to point out is like the matrix is a pretty deep movie for it to do as well as, and be a pop as popular as it was. Mm-hmm. I mean, generally people like popcorn movies. They don't like yeah. to think they just want to see shit blow up and we're guilty of that. You know, that's what we talk about. But at the end of the day, we really do like real films and things that make you think, make mm-hmm. you go, Hmm. But, uh, you know, this is definitely one of them. I mean, yeah. Like I said, I think, like you said, if you, if you think too much on some of the logic, it may fall apart here and there. But you know, you got to give them an A plus plus for effort on, you know, at least taking this and mostly sticking to the rules. Whereas someone like Roland Emmerich would be like, "Well, I set some rules, but you know, it's convenient now to break it. You know, mm-hmm. this doesn't matter anymore." Yeah, it's or it's just stuff cool. like Law Abiding Citizen, where it's just like, right. "Come on, yeah." You know, there, there's never any part in this. We're just like, oh, come on. That's just stupid. You yeah. know, that I I just, I don't know. Just there's so much. It, it feels like with, and that's the thing with all of Nolan's movies really, is it feels like there isn't a single scene on the cutting room floor. Right. Like it was, it's all just like a puzzle that he's already put together before the movie even starts filming. Yeah. You know, and he just gets awesome performances out of basically everybody. Yeah. I mean, I could say Ellen page is a little bit wasted in it. I think cause she doesn't have a particularly large amount to do in this movie. No. And then, and you kind of figure like she's going to be one of the main characters, but I mean, she, she's, she's the only one who feels like somewhat wasted. Yeah. She's also kind of queen exposition. I mean, they really bring her in as the tool to not only do you, we need to explain it to the audience, we have to explain it to someone who's new on the team and has no concept of what we do. And that's, that's mm-hmm. pretty much her character's role is like to be the new kid and also be the conduit for which it doesn't make it un, you know, make it yeah. believable that they'd be explaining everything to somebody. Well, I mean, she's, uh, I don't know if she's actually really got her acting chops well refined at this point in her life. So, you know, if you're going to pick a throwaway character, she's she's not bad. Right. Yeah, it's it's nice to see her not playing... Snarky. <laughs> snarky, yeah, little snarky whatever. bitch. Yeah. I mean, which is fine. I mean, if you can, you know, I liked Juno. I thought she mm-hmm. thought it was a good role for, you know, somebody to like her to play. But mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. But I mean, the whole cast, like Joseph Gordon-Levitt's pretty awesome in this. Which is becoming a trend. Yeah. <laughs> like just about every movie he's in. Yeah. He's awesome. Yeah. Um, which kinda, is kind I, of a surprise. I've kind of, yeah. I've kind of got a dude love affair going with that man. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. I want to see, I, we, yeah, T Strell and I were hanging out the other night and we, we got to talking. This was, this was pre me seeing Inception. I don't remember why we brought him up, but we were talking about something and it, and he got brought, his name got brought up about a movie that he was in. And I, and was we it had, 500 days of summer. We might have been talking about that. I don't. Yeah. I don't know where it led to. You were it's holding like, hands and mm-hmm. watching that movie. We, we were. We were. <laughs> no, I think it was like one of those. Like we were talking about a movie, and they were like, it led to somebody else, and it was like, oh yeah, he was in the movie with Joseph Gordon-Levitt, mm-hmm. and it was like. But anyway, we we had this theory that if somehow we could, uh, you know, this would have to be way down the list of many many wishes out of a genie bottle or something, but we would wish that somehow Joseph Gordon-Levitt could go back in time and play every role that Shia LaBeouf has ever played, and how amazing that would be. Other than we'd now be sick of him because he 
Shia LaBeouf had that, you know, mm-hmm. whatever. I, I forgot. What's his face? Well, Will Ferrell and uh, what's the other dude? Seth, Seth Rogen. Oh, Seth Rogen. Yeah. 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 Seth yeah, Roganization. Yeah. There was a little bit of over Shia LaBeoufing there for a while. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, knowing now what we, you're knowing then what we knew now, or <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, if we knew now, or if we, God damn it, I can't get that phrase out for some reason. If we if knew we then knew what then, we know now. Right. Thank you. Sure. Then, then definitely. Um, yeah. Probably would have made a better Indiana Jones Jr. Yeah. I mean, you know, if somebody had to do it, I mean, I'm not saying I wish that movie to Illinois exist at Jones. all. You know, I'm just. Well, he like could have made it better. Yeah. I just, I mean, I think the only. Shia LaBeouf. Yeah. I, I would almost let him like go and do Michael Sarah's parts too. But I, I will say this, like Michael Sarah, you can keep Arrested Development. No, no, you can keep Arrested Development. That's, that's you, Michael Sarah. That's all you. Joseph Gordon-Levitt or um, uh, Shia LaBeouf, you can keep the movie Holes. That's all you. I didn't hate you in that. Everything else from both of them. Mm-hmm. Let, let uh, well, JGL do. Well, apparently, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if he would make a good fit for some of the um, some of the Michael Sarah roles because you know he does. I don't know that Joseph Gordon Levitt. Everything plays Michael Sarah's ever done didn't require him to go. Oh, I don't. I don't. You know, that's just him. He brought that to that role. Yeah. Well, several of them do kind of. They don't necessarily require it, but it fits the characters and in, in a good port- portion of the ones that I've seen. I got to disagree with the whole Michael Sarah thing. Okay. Well, Sorry. we'll leave some. I will not include yeah. that in the genie wish, but definitely Shia LaBeouf. Yeah. yeah. But anyway, another genie wish, okay. which apparently a lot of people share. Mm-hmm. The next Batman. Yes. Must happen. JGL as the Riddler. Has to what happen. most people want to see happen. Yeah. and Which no, does make sense. Yeah. Nolan's use, reuse and, of actors. Yeah. And but that's another thing. Like Nolan reuses a lot of people in this movie that he's had in his other ones, and that kinda... yeah. But they were all they were generally minor characters in his other movies. I mean, I mean, Cillian Murphy, Murphy, yes. I mean, yeah, as a scarecrow, Watanabe. yeah. But he was extremely minor in Batman Begins. I mean, like yeah, in the movie, like guess, five minutes, but... maybe. I don't know. I know. But I really like Tom Hardy also. Oh yeah, in that movie. He I, was pretty. I, he, I, he was surprisingly awesome. I don't know why I haven't gone and watched Bronson yet, but I really need to. Yeah, but. And Dilip Rao, yeah. who was uh, from uh, Drag Me to Hell. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Drag Me to Hell and uh, also Avatar. Was he? Wait, yep. who was he? He was one of the buddies of like Sigourney Weaver's Oh, crew. yeah, yeah, yeah. He was one of the scientists. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Yeah. That's right. And dude, Tom Berenger. I know. Holy Tom shit. Berenger's in it? Tom yes. Berenger is in this fucking movie. Wow. He's, he's, been, he's been sharing the buffet line with Lawrence Fishburne, but you know, he's... It's still Tom Berenger. Yeah, like he showed up. It's Tom and Berenger and a half. I mm-hmm. knew I recognized him, but it took me a f- like three or four scenes that he showed up in to figure out that it was Tom fucking Berenger. He, he switched from Major League to the Major League, you know, hot dog eating yeah. competition <laughs> league. He's on the uh, yeah. What is it? The Major, major league. league eating. Yeah, Major yeah. League eating. It's on the Harold Ramis diet. Yes. Oh, God. Yeah. He ate Egon. <laughs> nice. Oh, uh, but yeah, but man, that's still awesome that he's in it. Yeah. But, but really, Tom I mean, Berenger. Like it's one of those movies where everybody's good. Yeah. And I don't know. It's just it's it's one of those easy five yeah. star movies. Yeah. Basically. This, this is like the the first movie I've seen that's like clear one hundred percent best picture nominee, if not front runner for winning at this point. You know, mm-hmm. the true Oscar fair will always come out in the fall. But yeah. But I mean, this is I, if it, since it's expanded to ten, it'll get a nod. It'll never win. You don't think? No. I mean, I I no way. I don't know what the art artsy fartsy movies that are going to come out or no way okay 
the shores of Ecadrill. <laughs> I don't know. Is, he, is that your? I, I'll, <laughs> your say, Oscar I'll say pick. this. That's you know, it's pick. a World War Two drama. It is. I'll say this about that though: is I think the longer it's going to go on, I think public upcry or uproar is going to be why didn't Avatar win last year? Because mm-hmm. I'm, you know, like I mean, they'll nominate again this year. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm just saying, <laughs> it's like re-released. No, no, I'm saying it could help Inception that what is still ultimately billed as a popcorn flick may have a better chance of pulling in a best picture win this year mm-hmm. because Avatar didn't get it last year. That, it, you know, some kind of weird political thing where people are like, well, we should have given it to Avatar. Everybody's fucking seen that movie. You know, nobody's know. seen the Hurt Locker kind of thing, you know? Yeah. Well, I, I don't, I don't know. I, don't know. I, I, I still don't see it. Okay. I see it getting nominated, but I just don't do you see say, it. Happening. Do you see it not deserving or just, you don't think that like politically that's what not going to happen? It's just, I just politically, I don't think it's going to happen. Okay. Because like I said, I can't think of anything I've seen versus things I know that are upcoming that even look in the same league. Well, you haven't seen them yet. So. Well, I know. That's mm-hmm. what I'm saying. Like, I haven't seen even trailers that like, oh, that's Oscar bait right there, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I, I will. be a movie about a cripple. <laughs> Don't <laughs> nice. worry. Yeah. A what? cripple and a piano. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that Daniel Day-Lewis is <laughs> yeah. stars like in. That. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> My left thumb, or or it'll be or uh, Tom no, it's Hanks. my right thumb. Yeah, it'll Tom, be Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks is a crippled piano. Yeah, yeah. with AIDS. With AIDS. <laughs> with AIDS, set in World War yeah. Two. A uh, coming of age story. Coming of age story. Starring Tom. Starring Tom, 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 Tom comedy. Hanks. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, but uh, one thing I think and Helen Mirren. <laughs> awesome. One thing I love, but I think somewhat hurts the movie, is the ambiguous ending. Oh fuck that. I that no because I, I think it's a perfect ending but I think yeah. too many people are focusing on that as the only thing of the movie oh, smack and that's all I'm going to say yeah. but but I think too many people are focusing on that as opposed to everything else that's going on in the movie well it, it was literally when I saw it in the in the theater it was every seat filled kind of theater I mean like mm-hmm. people were scooting and like parties breaking up kind of situation I mean every seat in the theater got filled and when it was over and you know it goes to black and the ambiguous ending has happened. Like I heard half the audience go, Oh, and then like everybody was like, no, that was really good. <laughs> like, I could yeah. hear everyone around me. Like, like for just a second, they're like, fuck you. And then like, no, it was all right. Okay. Mm-hmm. I worry that, um, it's going to be, Oh, this movie's going to get torn to shreds. No, I, mean, I this just, is I just be... worry that it's going to be another really highly regarded Christopher Nolan flick that all my friends like that. I might not, Okay. really think is all that great. That's fair. I worry about that because I want to like movies that are good. <laughs> no, that's yeah. theoretically no, you're good. Going to go, I will you, say you, he's getting better at action. Every movie he's done action has gotten better. Yeah. And and this is by far like you're the just, best filmed action that he's done. You're going to be the front runner because I'm going to tell you this movie's going to get so much blowback hate that it's going to be like the new it's cool to hate this. Can like, I be can I be the first to hate it? Sure, go ahead. All right, I, I don't think the, the, I just want to be the first to hate it. I don't think you're the first, but you know you can say you are. No, to you, really you have fucking an, hate this movie. You have an internet voice, so go yeah. ahead. Yeah, I'm going to say before I've even seen it. Fuck this movie. It's the worst movie ever. Yeah. And then hopefully I'll change my mind. No, I mean like it was totally popular hate on Avatar and every other big thing that most yeah. people you know like 95 percent of people tend to love that five percent's on the fringe <laughs> and i'm not saying avatar is perfect i'm not saying this movie is perfect but it's, they're both fucking amazing they're they're feats of magic in the movie making so yeah i mean fuck the, you haters. this really is one of those movies that could not have been made before yeah. cg no 
uh, just because of so much. At least looking at the trailer alone. Except the trailer, and one of the things, this is not spoilery, this is one of those movies, like, I got out and I got in the car and it was, I used to have this thing, I called called it obligatory post-movie silence. Like, because I used to, like, go to movies and absorb them and, like, come out and I wanted to think about them and talk about them right then, you know, before Mm -hmm. we had a voice here. And it was like, I got in the car and it was like, boom, silence the radio. And I just rode home in silence. I was like, fucking, you know, I'm serious. Like, I, I was mind blown. I just had to sit down and think about it. And I was like driving home. I was like, I can't wait. This is, I'm going to watch every single fucking extra on the DVD when this comes out. This is going to be going with a fun commentary. Yeah. Because the, well, I'm leading into that, the CG thing is that shot, the flying through the hotel bit and mm-hmm. gravity changing. That is all practical. practical. They built a big fucking like turntable gimbal set. Gimbal set. Nice. And it's all, it's wire work and, and it looks cool as hell. <laughs> Sweet. Wait, I mean, they very realistically not matrixy. Like, mm-hmm. uh, that didn't look quite right. This is like, holy shit, the gravity just changed. And now they're walking on the wall. <laughs> and it's, it, it was kind of mind blowing. Cool. And stop saying that now. Even though I try to fight it, I have a mental backlash against, you mind know. Mind blown? Yeah. When everybody around me goes, oh, this is great. Wow. And I, I'm trying to fight it as I get older and try to be try to be more mature about mm-hmm. things but uh the more you guys talk about it the more i'm like mm-hmm, kind of shrinking back in my seat like oh yeah. god yeah i'm gonna be disappointed well i'm i'm not saying it's perfect but i'm not either I'm saying it's it's a five yeah. star movie yeah i mean five stars is perfect like i mean god, no. for me to be this excited about it i mean like i'll be honest like when i came out of avatar i was like it was the same feeling like holy shit my eyes just got wonderfully raped you know and and I need to see that. Yeah, I was not the same about Avatar. <laughs> no, I mean I came I, out of that and it was just like you know I couldn't believe what I just seen and you know I had that same like holy shit this is different. But that that was one that I think like tapered off quickly. You know like yeah. by the time we talked about it, I was like yeah it's it's really good. You know but like the the problems were already sinking in. This is yeah. not happening for me yet on this one. I'm probably anticipating the re-release of Avatar more than anyone else. <laughs> so you can go see it in the theater. So I can see it in... Well, I saw it in the theater, oh, but oh, I, I, I want to see the 3D IMAX experience sure. just to give it the full fair shake. Yeah. Because I will admit that I did not give it a fair chance having, you know, to see it as it was intended. Right. Mm-hmm. So, or at least as it was and partially intended. real 3D yeah. that was actually filmed Planned for, for 3D. 3D. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah, but and that wasn't people like the Resident Evil trailer with people throwing sunglasses at the <laughs> right. camera. And yeah, yeah, bullets or, flying at the screen and all that or avata- bullshit. Uh, 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 step the up the other Avatar. <laughs> oh, step up 3D. Oh man, I, that is the funniest goddamn trailer I've ever man. seen. Especially if you see it not in 3D. I want to see that in 3D. <laughs> just, just to see how they do it. Yeah. I haven't seen any of the other step up movies, it but I kind of want to see. I it. really don't think it matters. No, but but yeah. no, I, I think I need to see Avatar well, I, three D when it re releases. I, I think I need to give it a little bit of time. So make it's me such go. A, it's such a long movie. Was Inception in three D? No, why no, not? No, no one is very 3D. opposed to three D. So that's the reason. <laughs> and and you that's a like weird. Them. thing, We're not going to get a Batman three D. See, and that's what's Come really on. what's really crazy about this is like certain scenes, like the like the zero gravity hotel scene, would have been fucking incredible in three D. But his issue with 3D is that it dims the screen. Like somehow like the light is less and and 3D movies end up being, yeah. And, and because of the polarizing filters, but it just ends up being a darker experience than 
I guess he prefers. So we'll call it Batman Three: Darker Night. Yeah, <laughs> darkerest, nightest, or three D's. Batman Three: Dark Night. But no, I, I I'm planning to see Inception again, and I Dark and third. I need to I need to figure out what my time frame is that because I I need to do it in IMAX. I just I want to see it again, and I want to see mm-hmm. it in IMAX because I didn't. No. Like I said, I I had I don't think I was prepared for this movie. I I didn't do any reading. I didn't prep i was just like like i said i thought this was nolan's throwaway mid batman no. movie i tried I, to avoid yeah. knowing anything about it right exactly before I other than the, I the inundation I too much the inundation yeah. of trailers other than that i, I was like i don't want to know i'm done you had me at nolan you know so i mean it's like i want to see it again in three in uh, imax because i just think this movie will look pretty damn good that way and i also like to see like like is I think it actually saying, imaxified well, that's what i was gonna say big, i don't know if uh, mackie and i were talking about it. we were like we don't know if you shot anything in imax like you did dark knight or not or if it's just one of those let's blow the film well, up. our our imax is just yeah bigger we really just go because it's like yeah it's like it's the blu-ray and loud <laughs> yeah it's the blu-ray of theaters because mm-hmm. it's super clear super loud mm-hmm. but anyway i gotta say i was uh just course, sort of not related to that but related to imax and 3d um I didn't know that, I guess a lot of the big AMC theaters have gotten IMAX theaters as well. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's what they call the IMAX experience. Right. The IMAX right, experience. Right, right. But a lot of. Oh, yeah. That's a lot sort of, of their, their thing. Yeah. Okay. Well, they, they see, that's the thing is they secure that. Whereas Cinemark, who is another big pretty you know, national theater, which mm-hmm. we have our other nice theaters, the Cinemark one, they, I guess, don't have the, most of them don't have the IMAX license. So they have this thing they invented called XD cinema and it's just big extreme mm-hmm. definition i guess and who knows what it's supposed to be it's just but big yeah it, it's a bigger screen and digital so it's okay like the imax experience but not yeah, but quote I, unquote I IMAX. in virginia yeah. beach and it had an amc with an imax and i was like oh yeah how about that i didn't know that i mean it's yeah the, well the first I mean, time it was kind of a it's kind of a big shopping complex that the thing was in it's a big theater yeah. but the first time i ever saw imax 3d was a amc theater in new york city hmm. they had a okay. an imax theater that was 3d capable and and this was before the what we call the IMAX 3D now, like you go to the, the the cinema. This had this big fucking like Tron helmet you put on. It was insane. It was like it was literally like a motorcycle helmet that with glasses that came down. And the speakers were inside the helmet. What? Yeah, that's <laughs> weird. Yeah, that's fucking crazy, I dude. Have, were they shutter somewhere. glasses or no, no, no? They were just, just a weird helmet. Just this weird helmet thingy. They had to protect you from the experience. I guess. I mean, it was like big, huge goggle, steampunk looking thing. So, talking more about movies, um, we got a topic suggestion from Christian from Norway. And, uh, Was that your Norwegian accent right there? Yeah, Not really. Christian from Norway. I wasn't going to try. I will, because I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> he said, I wanted to hear you guys talk more about bad movies where an actor makes a good or great performance. He got this idea a couple weeks ago, and it was reminded that about Roger Moore and his great performance in Spice World. He says, I personally like, really like James Franco in Spider-Man 3. It really made me want to see more of him. Hope you get my point. Anyways, talk to you guys soon. Best regards. I don't agree with James Franco and Spider-Man 3 at all. I I can't either. It was um, basically, you killed my father. Yeah, I can't. I can't I because you. I I already pre-had an appreciation for him before that. So From that Freaks and Geeks. Yeah, well, Freaks and Geeks and, I mean, well, really the other two Spider-Man movies, I thought he was better in those than, than mm-hmm. that one. Um, but yeah, I mean, I... I I think he's a fairly decent actor who's gotten a lot of bum roles or taken bum roles. But yeah, I mean, I, I'd like to see him do more freaks and geeks like stuff like, you know, like he did in pineapple express. That was like practically playing the same character from freaks and geeks. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, um, no, not other ones though. Uh, 
Well, let's let's knock out a big one. I think I think most people would probably this would be the one they might think of and 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 knock us for not mentioning it. So we'll just get it out of the way. Um, Tim Roth and Tim Burton's Planet of the Apes. Yeah, probably the best performance in a shitty shitty movie ever. Because yeah. he's fucking amazing in that He's movie. like the only thing I remember from that movie. Yeah. And being so angry at the final scene of that movie. Right, right. But yeah, I mean, it, it's... Actually, most of the people that played apes were pretty good. I mean, Michael Clark Duncan and Paul Giamatti were good. I mean, they were they were cool and convincing in their makeup and, and mannerisms. But I mean, Tim Roth just knocked it out of the fucking park. Yeah. You know? So, I mean... Well, he went for broke. Yeah. And it worked. It did for him, unfortunately, for that not movie, for the movie. LA's, but yeah. yeah, but that movie was a piece. But yeah, of shit. I think that, that's that's probably one of the biggest ones. I think people might possibly mention, at least the one of the first ones I thought of, because mm-hmm. that I hated that movie so much. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? What? No. Yeah, but uh, no, no, he's he's pretty awesome. Good, you know, that's the thing. Tim Ross pretty much awesome in just about everything. Yeah, I have trouble thinking of things that he is not awesome with in. I have no interest in watching that TV show with him, but that's just not... I don't like procedural crime drama things on TV so much. Oh, yeah, that's right. He's... Bong, bong. Shit. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Um, yeah! I have two I want to mention. Okay. And it's the same actor, so I'll mention them together. All right. Um, Bill Paxton. Okay. In um, Twister, which I fucking hate. But, but, hate but do you like him in that? I, I love just, him because he's like so he, completely yeah. cheesy in that movie. Yeah, he is. Like, like he is the only redeeming quality of Twister. Okay, to me. everything else is complete I shit. Like, I like all the other uh, the ancillary characters, like Philip yeah. Seymour Hoffman and um, Cameron's in it, and yeah. you know, I like I like all those actors. So mm-hmm. I mean, I, I yeah, liked but that. even better, Bill Paxton in an even worse movie is uh, Coconut Pete in Club Dread. Which is yeah. by Broken Lizard. God, that was a shitty movie. But yes, he's, yeah. he's awesome in that. He is fantastic. Fucking amazing in Club Dread. Because yeah. he's basically just playing Jimmy Buffett. But right. drunker and more high the entire time. True. And he's just fucking hilarious. That's true. But Club Dread, God. Yeah, I, I kind of... It was like... I forget about that movie all the Club time. Club Dread, they just didn't know what the hell they wanted to make. Right. Because they weren't sure if they wanted to make a straight out slasher friday the 13th movie or if they wanted to make a goofy comedy yeah and it switches gears so much that you're like i don't know if i'm supposed to be kind of afraid or supposed to be kind of laughing you know so yeah yeah because they have goofy crazy scene and then it's like oh my god gore yeah you know it's like what the fuck yeah yeah but that's that's bill paxton saves that movie for sure Mm -hmm. i'd completely forgotten he was in that movie like i said i'd I'd kind of completely forgotten that that movie existed (laughs) and tend to sometimes yeah well it's definitely worth forgetting about. That's for sure. But uh, another one. Okay. Another big one. Charles Dance in, um, fuck, what's the uh, last action hero? Charles Dance. Is he the bad guy? Yeah. The glass eyed dude? Yeah. Okay. I love Plus, him in that movie. But see, I love that movie. I, I, I do. I, it's been a long time since I've seen it. I will say that. Okay. Well, that's, but, that's one of those weird movies. Like, um, much like Bram Stoker's Dracula, and I think I've talked about this before, I came out of the theater hating that movie. Mm-hmm. And I watched it again, and I was like, it's not so bad. And it's it's been one of those movies that has like slowly but surely grown on me to the point that I think I actually quite love it now. Really? Yeah. I, I might need to see it again then. Because, I mean, it is McTiernan, if yeah. I'm not mistaken. It is. And it... I, I just... I, I haven't seen it. Honestly, I think I haven't seen it since I saw it in the theater. Right. But I just remember like having such a thorough dislike of that movie. Yeah. 
Well, I think in the same vein. Other than other than the like uh, the only thing I remember from that scene is when the guy when he gets in a car chase and guys start throwing dynamite at him and ACDC's big gun starts playing yeah. and it's like which the, was for like, that soundtrack. Yeah, it's like one of those perfect movie synthesis moments, mm-hmm. you know, where it's like this is exactly what this movie needed right here. Yep. And then I remember hating just about everything else except Charles Dance just like okay. being so pissed off. You know, when the guy says he's doing a 360 and he's like, no, you would do a 180, you know, just <laughs> flipping out. <laughs> yeah. But I, I love him in that movie. I, I, if, I think if you're going to mention him, you in the same breath have to mention pretty much anything Ron Silver was ever in. I mean, he's just one of the best bad guys. I mean, like Time mm-hmm. Cop. Time Cop is a pretty mediocre movie. I, I love, I love me some John Claude action movies, but that's a, that's kind of a particularly bad one, to be honest with you. It's mm-hmm. probably his biggest budget one, but Ron Silver in that movie is fucking awesome. <laughs> really? Yeah. I mean, he's he's just such a great, great villain. Nice. But, um, okay, I have one. This is like, you're probably going to go, what the fuck movie are you talking about? But okay. this is one of those ones. This was the first thing that popped in my head because it was rare to me to see somebody who, he's still a little bit unknown, but I can tell you when you ask me who he is, I can tell you a big movie he was in and who he played, and you'll know. But this was a fucking terrible movie, but I loved the villain in and it's Warriors of Virtue, which is Never a sort of, of a kid's movie, a la using the technology that they made in Tank Girl with kangaroo shit. And it's like a kung fu kangaroo movie from the late 90s. It's shitty. Don't ask me why. What's it called again? Warriors of Virtue. Kung like they, fu kangaroo? They basically used the kangaroo technology and, and costumes and shit from Tank Girl that they created and made this like wannabe Ninja Turtles ripoff movie. I mean, that's basically what it is. Is like instead of Ninja Turtles, you've got Kung Fu Kangaroos. Okay. Okay. It's it's terrible. Like, don't get me wrong. It's okay. <laughs> it, it, it's it's still probably better than like kids would probably love it because it is kind of a, a callback to. I got. I, I even hate to say this in the same breath, but it's kind of a callback to like a never-ending story style setup, where mm-hmm. you know, losery kid gets pulled in yeah. to a magical world kind of thing. Not anywhere on the same level, but Angus McFadden plays the bad guy in it and you probably also go who the fuck is that angus angus mcfadden and uh he was in braveheart played the um the turncoat um noble guy you know kind of the smarty dude who was like had the had the the scarred up dad who was like no you're gonna be king and he's like no dad i don't want to be king was it robert the bruce yes okay yeah sorry i i guess i should have said that into the microphone but yes robert the bruce robert the bruce okay yeah. so she the bruce. but he fucking choose scenery in that movie as the villains like he like he does that amazing roger moore style performance like i'm going to act the shit out of this movie mm-hmm. and it's it's amazing to watch and uh yeah that's the first one that popped in my head strangely enough and uh yeah this was post braveheart so i don't know how they you know he's like okay i'll do kung fu kangaroo movie why not but i saw this movie and i was like he should have played when they were th- even thinking about continuing the Anne Rice vampire thing, when that was hot around mm-hmm. that time period, he was born to play a vampire. When you see this movie, I mean, I, he, he okay. doesn't look like it now because he's kind of chubbed up a little bit, like uh, a <laughs> Tom Berenger and everything. But at that, it, like that, to how he looked in that movie, he should have been in an Anne Rice vampire movie. There was there was a part that I think Minnock or something like that, some character mm-hmm. from her books that he would have been perfect for. But anyway, Interesting. great, great. Yeah. I don't, I can't say I can recommend the movie, but. It, if there's some clips or something, or if you have an afternoon to kill, 90 minutes to kill, it's, like I said, it's, if you don't mind a yeah. Ninja Turtle knockoff movie, it's not terrible, but 
he fucking chews scenery and it's great. I'm yeah, and, this one up. Okay. A, another one. I know we've mentioned it before on the uh, Banff cast. Okay. But the ensign from the shark versus giant octopus <laughs> <laughs> might yes. be my favorite performance in a bad movie ever. That is great. The freaking out ensign mm-hmm. who eventually gets punched in the face by <laughs> Debbie Gibson. The guy was great. <laughs> the guy's sweating bullets freaking out. Like that guy made that entire second half. Yeah. Bearable. I don't know what it is. Something to me about like villains. I think this is why like so many actors want to eventually play a villain is I think playing a villain role, even in a mediocre movie, you can just play it so much better. I mean, I, I for some reason, like now that we started talking about this, I'm just thinking of villain after villain and shitty movies that were like really good villains. Yeah, go for it. Um, Let's hear some. Jason Isaacs in the Patriot. Oh God. He's fucking amazing in that movie. Yeah. And that is a shitty, t- that is a terrible fucking movie. It's like, mm-hmm. you know, besides 10,000 BC, that's probably hands down Roland Emmerich's worst movie, you know, but yeah, I mean, he's amazingly evil in that movie and he, mm-hmm. I mean, Heath Ledger's okay, but that's, that's what led me to him is like Heath Ledger was the kind of actor I think brought more to mediocre movies because what led me to, to that was I was thinking of Heath Ledger and um, the brothers bloom. I hate that movie, but I think he did decent in that movie. Mm-hmm. I mean, he, he at least brought more to the role than like Matt Damon, you know, <laughs> Matt Damon. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I hated brother or not not brother. I said brothers bloom, didn't I? Yeah, not brothers bloom. Um, the brothers, brothers grim. grim. Yeah, okay. brothers bloom is a fantastic movie. Okay, <laughs> totally different subject, different movie. Yeah, brothers grim. He uh, Heath Ledger brought something to that mm-hmm. that made it like not want to make me walk out of the theater. But yeah, he he was good for that. For maybe even like Knight's Tale and Paul. Well, him and Paul Bettany were both good in that otherwise fairly mediocre movie. I mean, I like Night's Tale because it's kind of dumb, but I mean, the two of them together. I didn't think anybody was good in that movie. Really? You didn't yeah, like it? I didn't like it at all. <laughs> I like it. It's, to me, it's just... Yeah, I know. It's totally... You have to totally, like... Fuck you. You have to totally buy into that, huh? Yeah, you just There's have no to, way I can buy into that. How do I buy into that? Um, you tell me how to buy into it. I'll buy into it. You let it go. You must let your anger go. Turn off no. your targeting computer and just watch the movie. Nope. Okay. That that turns my targeting computer back on every time I fucking see it. <laughs> okay. Reaches out, hits the button. Eh, you're thinking too much. <laughs> I uh, like fucking Sister Act, man. I'm not thinking too much with movies. Nice. Yeah, and one, Sister Act too. I got to get that in every podcast. <laughs> what that <laughs> Sister Act two? Yeah, I thought you were gonna say Whoopi Goldberg in Sister Act one. <laughs> Because as we know, Sister Act 2 was far superior. Right. It was not a bad movie. No. Wait, what? <laughs> I just... This one's really on the edge okay. because I love the hell out of the movie. But Samuel L. Jackson in Deep Blue Sea. Sure. I love him in that movie. But he's he's in it so little. <laughs> I know. But every he makes every second worth it. Yeah. That he's in that movie. And I... I, I still love that movie. I, I know it's a piece of complete oh, crap. Yeah. It's like probably one of my guilt, guiltiest pleasures that I have. Sure. Other than like Gremlins 2. But they, that he's just, he's so good in that movie. <laughs> and he really shouldn't be at all. But yeah, I, I, I cannot disagree. I, I, I love stupid Deep Blue Sea. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, so I don't know if that's necessarily a bad movie, but yeah. 
I would want to recast LL Cool J, but other than that, love yeah, I I can kind of agree with that. And yeah. Thomas Jane kind of is just eh, he's fine. Thomas he's Jane's, just kind of like wallpaper, though. Yeah, I mean, he's one of those people. I, like, I don't go, like, oh, Thomas Jane's in the movie. I want to see it, but mm-hmm. you know, it's like he's just there. It's like, hey, you're semi pretty Hollywood guy. Go kind of be actiony. That's fine. <laughs> yeah. Another one I'll throw out there. Um, though I, I know a lot of people like this movie. I was not big on it at all. But, Gremlins uh, 2. <laughs> hey, watch it. Um, Deep Rising. Treat Williams in that movie is awesome. I have never seen that one. You've never seen Deep Rising? No. I, I keep thinking I have, but I always I, <laughs> I always confuse that with another movie. There was like a, a string of, uh, of boat movies. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I have yeah, not seen that Yeah, that was one. like the boat. And they're just riding the jet ski in the middle of the boat and just weird ass stuff coming up from the deep but deep rising yeah. it, it's basically the movie steven summers made before he made the mummy hmm. okay which you mean before he made gi joe the rise of cobra did he make that yes or did he get removed from oh, making that we don't know yeah before somebody made that movie. yeah how was joseph gordon levin in that one hey he's great should they have replaced him with shia labeouf why not We'll give we'll, we'll let it, that, if that's what I have to concede to make that happen. That's fine. Uh huh. Okay. That's another guilty pleasure. GI Joe. Yeah, I'm, I liked it. Yeah, I'm on board with that. I mean, I'm not saying. So it's you can good. Turn, why can you turn your brain off for that? That was definitely it, a turn your brain off movie. It worked for me. What are you get you get jousting <laughs> and, and rock music. That's that's too much. That's over the line, Smokey. It is. Okay. It's one toke over the line. All right. As a matter Hey-o. of fact. Okay. I got nothing else. I mean, I I mean. I think that I think that covers it. Like I said, villains. I mean, I'm sure we've missed some villains in movies tend to bring more to the role than they probably should. I mean, I think even I think you can even go to some of the shittier James Bond movies, and the villains probably still awesome. I mean, because let's face it, there are shitty James Bond movies. Oh hell yeah, there's one. Yeah, there's a couple. <laughs> I know which ones you're thinking. Mm-hmm. I think there's four shitty James Bond movies, but. Mm. Two of them are, you know, obvious. I've talked about them before. Right. Yeah, but they had they had really boring villains in them, both of them. But mm, yeah, villains were just dudes. Yeah, just dudes with a plan. Villains should not never like be throw just hats plans that got foiled. Villains should have never be foot just knives dudes. or any of that stuff. Right. <clears throat> no car planes or, or uh, like circular saw yo yos. Yeah. No special guns. Circular saw yo yos. Yeah. No f- octopusy. The guy had like a, oh God. a rotor saw yo-yo thing. Like that's one of them I've just tried to forget. Oh, Octopus is amazing. It's like, it's <sighs> it's the height, that and Moonraker, like the height of like what you don't do oh, on Moon a James movie. Yeah. Uh, Both of those are fucking amazing in their atrocity. It just gets me mad thinking about Moonraker. <laughs> in Let's my catch opinion, you on Star Wars. Mm-hmm. If you don't have a Fuck. fucking space satellite based laser beam, you're doing something wrong as a supervillain. Or like an undersea Moon layer. had to happen so that Spy Who Shagged Me could happen. <laughs> Good point. Yeah. We have to suffer these stings and arrows here. All right. We got anything else or shall we get into how we, people can contact us and make our requests? Because we're coming up on 50 and we still need, we still like to make a montage and I don't think the Airfield phone is rang. Come on, people. Ring Airfield phone. Hey, what? light that bitch up. It's got two what the shit? foamy things on it. Yeah. No. Yeah, he, give us your give us your best uh, action movie cliche line. We'll make a little montage for something for fifty. Yep. 
We would, want to feature you on the Bad Movie Fiends podcast. Why don't you tell people how they might do that? Well, DJ? there are various and assorted ways. There of are many ways to get in contact us with stuff. us so that you can send us things. That's what I've heard. Um, you can also record your own audio file and send it, by the way. That's that's cool. Yep. So, we got the website, bmfcast.com, where you can see everything that we're pretty much doing. It's got links to all of our um, auxiliary methods of finding out about us. Um you can send us an email to bmf at bmfcast.com, which, uh, you know, which one of us will read. It'll probably be Harlow. Um, but you can attach all sorts of fun things to that email, like pictures of cats or an audio file of you giving us, you know, your best action movie cliche line. You can also check us out on the Twitters at bmfcast. Um, that's the at symbol in bmfcast. And, uh, you know, we'll, we'll throw out what we're doing throughout the week or... Uh, what we've just done or what we will, uh, what we already have done or are doing, you know, we'll do that Twitter thing, you know, social networking right. up to the minute type crap. 140 characters or less. Right. Uh, we're also on the Zephasa book, uh, the book of faces. We are, uh, facebook.com slash BMF cast, or you can search for bad movie fiends podcast on there and, uh, find us and you can like us, uh, cause that's what all the kids are doing. And, uh, you can like us and spread the word that we're there and we're awesome and we rock you. Uh, you can also check us out on iTunes. <laughs> iTunes, uh, find us at the Bad Movie Fiends podcast. You can subscribe to us so that you can get us every week, um, except for the one week a month that we don't do it. And uh, you can also rate us and review us. We'd like five stars and a nice, shiny, glowy review if you want. If not, then fucking slam us as long as you do it. <clears throat> and uh, the most important way, and this is serious, folks, is to get us on the Garfield phone. You've seen it. You know what it is. Give us a call on it. Um, we want to hear either movie suggestions or movie, you know, you know, maybe movie reviews. Or for upcoming episode 50, we want to hear your best action movie cliche lines or your best imitations of American accents if you live outside of the country. I only want to hear one thing. I have one request. Okay. Somebody needs to call me a goddamn loose cannon in their best police sergeant voice either me or bj or harlow call or all of us call us loose cannons bj's yes. the comedian call gotta, the, yeah i gotta call you a clown <laughs> sure you'll whatever. lose me yeah but i i just i want loose cannons to show up somewhere god damn it i spent my whole life waiting for it i'll tell you a real quick thing about loose cannons before or once i finish this up but okay to uh to get a hold of us on the garfield phone you need but dial one number well, one telephone number. You'll actually have to dial <laughs> a few, but you have to dial but one telephone number. And that's 910-5-JOCKS-BMF, 910-556-9263. And you can leave us all sorts of pretty little messages. And we'll feature you, hopefully, on episode 50, when we do our big blowout Stravacapalooza. Wow. And those are the ways that you can contact us. And make us happy by contacting us. That sounds fantastic. It does. So what were you going to say about loose cannons? So the loose cannons thing, I was, um, you know, doing my thing sitting at the coffee shop and I, I'm sitting there and I'm looking around watching, you know, watching people walk in and out and walk by and uh, a girl walked in wearing a shirt that had Yosemite Sam on it and I was like, oh, Yosemite Sam, cool. And I went inside to, to get something to drink. And I actually looked at her shirt and had Yosemite Sam shooting his guns, and it said loose cannon across the front. 
And I thought that was pretty awesome. Tell me you picked this girl up. Uh, she wasn't picking up what I was putting down, if you know what I'm saying. Yeah. Whoa. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> right. She no, I don't know what she, you're she saying. She didn't want me to loose my cannon. Oh. If you know what I'm saying. Oh. Well, right. She, then did you just call her a whore? <laughs> and tell her to get out of your coffee shop? I did slap shop? her to the ground and tell her to get the fuck out. I'm okay. not allowed in there anymore. The, that proves your loose cannonness right there. <laughs> yeah. And you take your patchouli ass. <laughs> you take stink, your patchouli ass melon. And get out of my coffee shop. drinking bitch ass <laughs> out of my coffee shop. Yes. Right now. So yeah, I'm not allowed in my favorite place anymore. So That's too bad. That's what I get for living up to the, living up to the shirt. Mm-hmm. Apparently she wasn't living up to the shirt either. Yeah. Else she would have loosed my cannon. <laughs> on that note <laughs> indeed so let's wrap this up yes right. uh wow. yeah catch us uh next um next bamcast is going to be the big 50 big 50 um we're going to try to get it up next week we we're whoa, gonna, whoa. <laughs> we're going to try to lose our cannon on you the next no. week but uh we're gonna we're gonna see what we can do um it's may, gonna be a big time there may be some travel plans involved that may mess it up and delay it yeah. a week but we'll we'll see we're gonna we're gonna talk about this not on the air so that you we don't bore the hell out of you even anymore regardless of have. what happens it's gonna be a big week it is yeah we're thinking double feature much better than the DVDA. last double feature we did mm-hmm. yeah so um yeah so look for that and in the meantime i'm harlow i'm mackie i'm the beach and, and that'll be bamcast out see ya rock and roll oh yeah <laughs> Cast out. Jesus. Thank you, Cleveland. Good night. Needless to say, the beast was stunned. A whip crack went his from the tail, and the beast was done. He asked us, "Be you angels?" And we said, "Nay, we are but men."